Now, in our last episode, Mihail and I discussed getting a fresh start on our 2022 fitness goals. To that point, starting a new year is also a great time to implement strategies to become more financially fit, don't you think? I'm Al Waller, your host of ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. And as the pandemic persists, it continues to disrupt most economies globally. And here in the United States, December data indicates that inflation jumped to the highest level in nearly 40 years. Let that sink in for a moment. So really now, more than ever, would be a particularly opportune time to discuss the idea of becoming more financially fit in the new year. Well, back with us is Catherine Collinson, CEO and president of nonprofit Transamerica Institute, and she's here to do just that. Now, Catherine, in your mind, what should our listeners be placing their focus on as we head into the new year? Well, Al, first of all, it's great to be here. And, you know, I don't know that I'm alone. I think it's great to be starting a new year. Looking forward to talking to you about how we can use New Year's. This milestone uh, is an opportunity to look at ways we can strengthen our financial situation in 2022. And I'm here to share with you five strategies to accomplish that. Well, that works for me, Catherine. So uh, could you get the ball rolling and uh, you know, walk us through the five strategies uh, that you just referenced? Uh, let's start with the first, and that is building financial strength is more than just building savings. You know, if we step back and take a more holistic approach, um, building financial strength is also about assessing our overall goals, our overall life goals. Um, and that's the first thing that we should do as we set out to strengthen our financial situation. So when we talk about goal setting, I'm not talking about dollars and cents, although that is very important and we will get to that. But it's an opportunity to step back and reflect what is really important to us in life. Who is important? Uh, what brings us the most joy? And what do I want to accomplish in the new year? Um, these questions are really helpful for financial goal setting because one, they're motivators. Uh, and secondly, um, we want to al- align our finances with those goals, with our values. So stepping back to assess our, fina- our, our personal goals is a really important ingredient to assessing our financial goals. Then when we do get down to dollars and cents is asking ourselves, what what are the big things that we're saving over for over the course of the year or the next few years or even retirement? Um, And do we have any big expenses coming up that we need to factor? All these things can help us with our financial goal setting. Um, I'll also make a plug for retirement savings. Yeah, we talk because we're looking at short-term goals and long-term goals. The new year is also a great time to just look at, are we on track with saving what we need to for that day when the time comes that we'll no longer be working? And we find that actually relatively few people, our research has found that only about one in four have used a retirement calculator or uh, used a worksheet to estimate how much they'll need to save. So as part of our life goal setting, our short-term financial goal setting, it's also important to think about our long-term retirement savings. Well, Catherine, got to say, I fully endorse that line of thinking, you know, well, you know, especially, you know, taking stock of our goals, especially as they're liable to have to remain pretty fluid at this point. And let's face it, the pandemic has produced little, if anything, positive, with the exception of, well, you know, prompting many of us to be more mindful about our life, uh, you know, our life priorities. 
Uh, so I can see how focusing on our priorities can make those goals more meaningful and in turn, hopefully more achievable. Now, uh, what's your uh, second recommendation? Oh, the second essential to do is uh, essential part of doing your homework. And that's just assessing your your financial situation, doing an overall review of your savings and investments, any debts that you have, uh, as well as your retirement savings. Uh, it's really important to just know exactly where you stand. And Al, the, you know, the pandemic has been you know, a tough time for a lot of people. And in something that I've seen over the years in research, sometimes when people are going through tough times, they just don't want to deal with it. If the stock market's down, they don't want to look at their 401k statements. But the reality is, uh, in good times or more difficult times, it's really important to know where you stand, uh, because that's your starting point as you're building a roadmap for the future. Agreed. And in addition, there may be resources available at your bank, credit union, or some other financial institutions. And if I can you know, just back up a second to your previous point to you know, really uh, emphasize how critical it is we all take a close look and ownership of our financial status to, you know, to gauge how realistic those goals and aspirations truly are. And if they need to, you know, you know, make sure that, um, you know, we're making those adjustments, tweaking them accordingly, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, wishing won't make it so. And it it certainly doesn't occur by osmosis either. Now, what's up on your next essential to do list? This is a different type of investment. So we've talked about savings and investments and retirement savings. This is about investing in yourself, technical terms, your own human capital, your earning power, which is essentially your employability. What do I mean by this? Our research finds that many people want to be able to work as long as they want and need, not only for financial reasons, but for healthy aging reasons, uh, staying active and involved, having a sense of purpose. But if we've learned anything during the pandemic, wow, the world can change quickly. Employment markets change quickly. New technology is in. Old technology is out. And it's really important to keep our job skills up to date. So as we are investing in ourselves, it's taking time to ask ourselves, where can we grow? The new year is also a really good time to update your resume and your LinkedIn profile. I don't know if this is the case with many of our listeners. I know it is with myself and my friends. It's this time of year that we're often asked to do our self-appraisals with our employers, those dreaded self-appraisals. You know what? It's a really important time to not only reflect on your accomplishments, to be able to report that uh, to your boss, but while you're doing it, you might as well kill two birds with one stone and take all those accomplishments, uh, make sure that your resume is up to date and that your LinkedIn profile truly reflects who you are and your professional experience. And uh, that process, again, can help us identify areas where we want to learn and grow or areas where we might be at risk of our job skills falling out of date uh, so that we can uh, take action, either get training or other types of things uh, to help keep them up to date and relevant. Catherine, you're, you're spot on here. You know, resumes are just, you know, another reminder of how time flies and, and things change. From my personal, you know, perspective, I know that it's a, a heck of a lot harder to document your professional history and update your resume if you've let things ride, what, you know, three to five years, um, say, you know, maybe versus, uh, you know, 12 uh, months. 
And, you know, to your point, it's great for those, um, you know, professional assessments, you know, that you have to do with your company. But, you know, also if, uh, you know, you're recruited, you know, uh, externally. Uh, by somebody and, you know, their uh, recruiters are going to want a current resume and you want to be able to put that together so you don't miss out on an opportunity. So all good reasons to stay on top of that and, and keep current with uh, resume and, and, and profile. So what else have you got for us? Well, the fourth strategy is review your insurance protection. Did you have a baby? Did you get married? Did you buy a house? These types of major life events may make it necessary to add more life insurance coverage. So assess the current levels of coverage that you have with your employer, if any. And if you need additional coverage, consider working with an agent or an insurance company directly. The new year is also a time to review our home and auto policies to ensure that that coverage is adequate. And it may be time to get quotes from other other insurance companies just to find out if the rates you're paying are competitive. As we know, competition is fierce in both the home and auto insurance industries, so you may be able to lower your rates and increase your coverage. Also, looking for discounts for you and your family that you might be eligible for, things like good student discounts for teen drivers. And, you know, also back to the passage of time, because we've kind of touched on how quickly time flies. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people you know, think, okay, they got their homeowner's policy. It's good, but, you know, things change. And it's just so important to look at that coverage and make, make sure it's in alignment with your current situation. Because home values change, replacement values change, especially as we're experiencing uh, supply chain issues right now. It's just a really good idea to do that sanity check. Hopefully, you'll never need to uh, file a claim against that coverage. Hopefully, you won't have any problems. Um, but in case you do, you want to make sure that you're properly covered. Well, Catherine, I, you know, this really all resonates with me. And for those of us who, you know, get policies and file them away without, you know, thinking about them again, you, you make a great point here because let's face it, it's easy to overlook uh, doing a basic review, you know, with life changes, you know, and uh, might uh, necessitate, you know, changing your insurance, you know, to, to get better rates or, um, you know, or to expand that coverage for cost or, or both. And, uh, you know, or to borrow from that old insurance campaign, you know, life comes at you fast. So you, you better be prepared for that. So uh, we're down to our last to do. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Now, this is another really important one to do that most people, many, many people have not taken on yet. And it is just so important. One of those big things that we've learned during the pandemic, and that is setting forth legal documents that outline your wishes. And these types of legal documents can include a last will and testament, medical and financial powers of attorney or proxies, an advanced directive or living will, a trust, and a HIPAA waiver. These documents are really important in the event that you are temporarily unable to uh, make decisions on your own behalf or worst case scenario, which we won't talk about, but if, if something does happen to you, that your wishes are documented and that you have a legal representative to ensure that they're acted upon. To give you an idea, I just reeled off a number of different type of documents. Our most recent retirement survey finds that almost half of workers 
do not have any of these documents in place. So you may not be ready for a trust, but things like a HIPAA waiver are something that's really important for everyone. And again, also things like uh, medical power of attorneys, financial power of attorneys, and having a will. I like to think of it as carrying an umbrella in case it rains. Chances are you are not going to need these documents for a long time. And hopefully, um, hopefully that comes later than it does sooner. But it's a lot easier to put these documents in place in good times than to be trying to react to a crisis situation as it comes up. And a lot of people may not know where to begin because it sounds kind of like a big, scary task. Here's something kind of interesting. Some employers are now offering these types of legal services as part of their voluntary benefits. So when benefits enrollment season comes, check if your employer offers these benefits. If they do, often they're at a low cost. There are also some free and low-cost resources online to help set up basic documents, but you've got to make sure, do your homework, make sure you're working with a reputable organization. Also, the American Bar Association has tips on creating a will at AmericanBar.org. And depending on your situation, you may want to consult an attorney. Exactly, Catherine. And and thanks for the uh, reminder, because, uh, you know, giving away personal information online is how people become, you know, victims of fraud. And uh, just to point out, uh, a good and reputable source for completing advanced directives would be hospitals and and doctors, many of which uh, provide their patients with forms to complete and then keep on file for them. As a matter of fact, um, you know, my family care physician has been proactive in requesting these documents to maintain a timely update on file, which, you know, I really appreciate that kind of diligence, uh, you know, on my behalf. But look, I I get the fact that nobody really likes to think about needing these documents. I mean, who wants to think about, you know, these types of uh, inevitabilities? But, you know, it's it's way too easy to procrastinate setting them up. That said, I've found uh, knocking out paperwork uh, like this when things are going well is far better than, you know, as you mentioned, the prospect of, you know, trying to complete documents in the midst of stress of an emergency event or crisis. Well, Catherine, once again, thank you for sharing these essential five to-dos and and helping us get in shape for a financially fit 2022. ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's Podcast Central and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller, wishing all of you a happy, safe, and very healthy new year. Thanks for listening.